0: Where visionaries, entrepreneurs, and artists dream, transform, and create. Ray TV. You are listening to Miracle Moment, and I am your host, Ray Ireland. This is where trailblazing, truth telling, provocative, and successful entrepreneurs and creatives from around the globe share their number one miracle moment that changed everything. Pointing them in the direction of igniting epic soul alignment in their life and business. These renegade souls will show you the behind the scenes, real life magic on how to create a world class lifestyle of true success. I am so glad you're tuning in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our next episode. And we are here with Emily Darling from Emily Darling Coaching and so excited to be here with this sister who has been walking the path of coaching, personal transformation um, with me. We met in a mastermind about a little over a year ago and have just stayed in touch and really been connected. And I receive so much from her perspectives that she holds and I love just you know walking this path with other uh, incredible women who are just so devoted to this journey of transformation. So thank you for being here. She's an incredible coach, also an author and badass lover and so much more that we're going to unravel here. So Emily, thanks for being here with us on Miracle Moment. Oh, thanks so much
1: for having me. Oh, it's It's always... Um, an honor and a privilege to connect with women who are like you said devoted man one of my favorite words it it really is a devotion to be um to be devoted to the work
0: devoted Mm -hmm. to
1: service devoted to the calling and so it's such a pleasure to talk with you
0: Yes. And speaking of pleasure, we're going to be diving into pleasure and desires today. But before we go there, um, can you share a little bit more about what you're doing right now? And also, yeah, let's start with that. What are you doing? What are you up to right now? What's sparking your desire in life, business?
1: It's been such an expansive, disruptive time during the pandemic. And I've noticed this not only with my clients, but with myself, you know, a deepening and a, uh, and a clarification of what my purpose is, you know, it's so interesting noticing how everyone's having trouble, you know, a lot of businesses are having trouble hiring people, because the workers and employees are starting to redefine for themselves what work is, and what enjoyable work is. So mm-hmm. everyone's having this renaissance of the soul and a re- you know, redefining what's important. And so for me and my business, it's really evolved within the last year and a half with the pandemic. I was really focused when I first started, um, on continuing to share the medicine that I had received the last couple of years, which was around feminine energy and relationships specifically. Um, but as time has gone on, it's, it started to really expand and bleed into, um, my relationship with wealth, my client's relationship with wealth, with power, with influence. And all of that is really rooted in desire, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so where I am now is not only doing, um, personal mastery and emotional intelligence coaching, but really expanding that into having women Mm -hmm. and men actually, I have a male client um, holding really influential and impactful businesses um, in the world and doing it in a way that is not only in service to other people, but actually deeply nourishing and in service to themselves and their business boundaries. Um, Mm. we don't really cover too much of, right. It's like having your business work for you. We're always starting, you know, traditional coaching is like, what's your target audience? Not like, who are you and what do you want? What's your (laughs) (laughs) desire? So that's been, um, the expansion that's happened, um, personally within the pandemic is just getting more rooted and having things feel good and be more honest.
0: Um, I love that. I love the word rooted. Um, It just, I think it's something that we're all craving. And I think about like our connection to the land and earth, but also when we are rooted within ourselves, we're just deepening that connection to self and like what you're sharing. Um, And so um, let's dive into this like quest around desire and pleasure. And I'm curious if you can maybe actually bring us back into a story of a time that you had, what you would say is a miracle moment.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Desire and pleasure. Um, It's interesting. We think they're so synonymous, you know, desire has Mm -hmm. to feel good, but but that was not my initiation into desire at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for me, desire is this, it's this, um, it almost feels like a, you're like a soul, like a your soul is is dangling a carrot in front of you on this idea of what you think you want, and it can lead mm-hmm. to an initiation for something where you're like, "Wow, I really didn't opt into this, but I thought I was gonna get something at the end of this. I was looking forward to this outcome, this trophy, this dude, this this you know um, revenue, all of this, and um, and that's so not what it is. It's it it has turned out for me to be a deeper initiation into womanhood. So when mm. i a couple of years ago uh i i've been living in manhattan for a couple of years and you know i'm an i'm an actor i'm a producer and so i was very much you know it was in and out of auditions, I was hanging around the theater district, I was running a business um, in that area. I was actually in uh, the WeWork headquarters tower, is where I was co working. So I was social and I was seeing shows and I was living the life. And I really felt like I needed to take a break from the city and everything in my mind mentally was like, well, what are you talking about? We just started having momentum, you know, my producing partner and I, some of our shows were getting picked up and there were things happening. And so it was the most inconvenient time for a desire (laughs) to pop up, (laughs) you know, this little calling of like, we actually need to leave and put everything on pause. So I said, okay, well, I'm not too sure where I want to go. I was thinking about LA. I was thinking about going overseas for a bit, but I put my things in storage and I went to visit my family down South. And when I was there, um, I was just lounging about one morning and I heard this voice, a little intuitive voice that said, you know, I wonder how David is. And David is my first love back when I was 16 years old, it had been 11 years since we had connected. I had broken up with him because I was moving to New York and gonna, you know, do the big apple. And he was kind of a, a country boy and wanted to stay home. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're not ambitious enough, blah, 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 blah. All my ideas, you know, young and dumb of like what I needed in the world to launch into the world. But I'm glad no. I did it. And, uh, and so it was interesting to me to hear this voice because he was not anywhere on my radar, but I decided to find him on Facebook. It took me a few minutes and I sent him a message and it was just a little emoji that said, hi, I put my phone down. I didn't think anything of it. I thought, uh, I think I noticed that his profile picture, uh, a couple of pictures back, he was in a relationship. So, it, you know, I totally wrote it off, but then he wrote me back right away and said, you know, um, I was literally just thinking about you i was looking at our prom photo from when we were in high school i was like what our prom photo! what are you oh wow that's interesting and he said yeah i'm gonna be down in the south because we both grew up there um, next week for my friend's wedding so i was like oh well i said who are you going with you know he said oh you know i'm single i'm not going with anyone um, but I'm going to be in the wedding and then afterwards I'm going to be free. So of course I'm like, okay, I, I you know, this little, uh, de- de- desire voice again, chimed mm-hmm. in and was like, Oh, I would love to like see him. I would love to go on a date. And it just felt like <laughs> the reason I'm stumbling is it felt like, like a little voice of betrayal, you know, like, what do you mean you want to go out with this guy? Like, we're here on a pit stop. We're still going back to Manhattan. Why are you now suddenly going on all these dates? But there. (laughs) And, uh, and so I said, well, are you going to take me out? So he said, yeah, absolutely. I would love to, (laughs) you You know, a couple of days later he pulls up to the driveway, same driveway that he did when we were 16 years old. And it was so deja vu and I would have never, ever planned for it to be this renewal, this spark. And, you know, it was like no time had passed. And I totally realized he was the one. And it, even though it had been so long, we just sort of fell right back into how close we were and our families knew each other. And so it was this effortless manifestation of my soulmate who I had known all along. And I would actually had a feeling uh, when I had interviewed my soul, one of the the journaling exercises I do that like I my person was already in my like sphere of influence
0: mm. um, I wasn't
1: sure who it was so <laughs> it was just interesting and he said well do you want to come to Denver to visit and uh you know I'm like well all my stuff is packed and my stuff is in storage in Manhattan and again you know the voice of desire was like let's go to Denver all summer I'm like well, bitch what are you talking about like We're here for a month. We're supposed to go to L.A., we're supposed (laughs) to go to Europe. We have family members to see. Like now you're literally going to be, quote unquote, following a man. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't do that. It's so inconvenient. It's so, (laughs) you know, it's not modern. Uh, All these things. And I, and I actually brought it to my coach and she was like, huh, it sounds like you really want to go to Denver. Like she just, (laughs) she just stayed right on the spot of like, it actually feels like this is what you want as much as you're thrashing. um, This is what you really desire. So I went to Denver for the summer and I have never left. It has been two years, (laughs) it has been two and a half years. My stuff is still in storage in Manhattan. We're going to go get it (laughs) next month, finally. And we got engaged, 4th of July. And he's the love of my life. And there you go. In a million years, chosen this for myself, if I had had it my way. So thankfully, desire had her way. And that was my miracle moment, this whole new journey that I've been on. (laughs)
0: Oh, when desire has it her way. Oh, I love that line. Yeah, crazy. It's been it's been really um, a great ride. Wow. It it really is a miracle moment. And like where you're at now and just that that deep connection, you're like, it's the man of my dreams. Like, wow, you know, that's, it's so impactful. Um, Do you when do you feel like you realize that it was actually it was a miracle that you followed that? Because it sounds like you were pretty skeptical for a while before.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think I realized it was a moment that I, that I had stepped into something when there it was like a series of things. It was very synchronistic, very, very synchronistic, you know, um me wanting to come to visit him in Denver and then him inviting me and then me thinking, well, maybe I should stay a little bit longer. And then him saying, do you want to stay the summer? And then when I got here, um, you know, he had just got a new house and like a whole new mattress, you know, cause I was like, I don't want any juju, you know, bad juju.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. you know, So he had like all new stuff and, um, And like, there was a little parking spot where I could be like, it was like, I just came right in and it, and, and everything seemed to have been created. There was a space created for me here Mm. um, that I walked right into. And then, um, you know, little things that he would say, but I would say if there was a distinct moment, it was probably my first weekend here um, when I was first in Colorado State and we were he was driving me around and showing me how beautiful it is here. And I just had a moment, you know, in the mountains of being like, wow, this is crazy to have gone from a concrete jungle, you know, with Mm -hmm. skyscrapers to now being, it really felt like a journey from the masculine to the feminine, you know, being Mm in nature versus, you know, being in the skyscraper and with all the lights and the LEDs and all that. And so I just thought, oh wow, this the the landscape is a great story. Tells the story of this ride that my desire has taken me on, and I'm gonna trust that. I'm gonna trust that there's something here for me because, as much as I
0: may not want to admit it,
1: I really, really needed this.
0: Mm, oh, I'm le- letting that land. I think for everyone that's listening. There's something that I say to myself pretty often, which is like, what do I need and what do I want right now? And are they aligned or are they not aligned? Because there's not a right or wrong if they are aligned or not, but it's really important to have those voices be present and, and listen to them and hear them because sometimes what you do really need might not be the initial thing of what you want. Um, I love that point that you shared also about the environment and anyone that's listening now, I would ask you to take a moment to think about what is your environment telling you right now? What is that story that it's sharing for you? Where where did you come from and where are you now? And maybe what is your dream or desire of what environment you could be leaning into for that next activation? Um, so I just, I love that play with using External things like environments and people to actually kind of help us navigate and understand where we are along our own path.
1: Absolutely, yeah. One of my teachers says um, the greatest sign that a desire is real is the fulfillment of that desire. You know, it mm-hmm. seems
0: so simple. <laughs> wow.
1: It seems so simple, like oh, if you have it, you want it right? Because that can be so icky. It's like, oh, but there might be some things in my environment I don't want. Well, you know, if anybody's listening and they're like, my apartment's too small or I actually don't like it here and blah, 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 blah. How could that actually be a sign of desire. I am so offended by this desire. You know, this is not what I want. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of power in, in taking responsibility and ownership of like, Ooh, let me look at my environment because it does tell the story of what your real desire is, you know? And then from there, you can actually decide consciously what you want and what you want to create moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do you want to touch on the piece around like the differences between desire and pleasure?
1: Yeah. Desire and pleasure. Yeah. You know, there's this, there's, there's a belief and I totally understand where it comes from, especially when women especially have, have abbreviated their desire so much that it sucks so much of the pleasure out of it that we've lost touch with our pleasure and your mm-hmm. pleasure what brings you that happiness and satisfaction is such an important signpost for what you really want and mm-hmm. I, I, I honor and I understand and I acknowledge the importance of reclaiming feminine pleasure because it's something that <laughs> is so diminished and has been so diminished for so long and there's like this grown woman version of desire right that is that is beyond the feel good um you know looks good is shiny is is something that gets me off kind of flavor of desire and that is you know this this version of desire that's like this holy calling that your soul has sent you on that is really about initiation and not about pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, desire brings you to your knees. Mm-hmm. It's not always about you getting what you want and you having the thing, it's, it's an initiation. It's a rite of passage into that deeper sense of maturity and ownership and authority um, and self-regulating, you know, um, and having actual mastery. So mm-hmm. as far as identifying the difference in the voice, it's tricky because you almost don't recognize it until after the fact. Cause so many times you can talk yourself out of it. And thank God I had like women around me and a coach who was willing to sort of like challenge me on, On all of my very convincing reasons about why this little voice was inappropriate, inconvenient, you know, misunderstanding, and you know, all of the things that I had this idea about. I really believe that, like, no, you know, my the voice told me to take a break, and now the voice is telling me. Move to a a city that was not on the map for me to, mm-hmm. to follow a relationship that has not been progressing. It just came out of nowhere, um, and so what I would say to anyone listening, as far as being able to distinguish between the truth and I guess more of like a frivolous desire is, you know, <laughs> I wish we could do this without pussy. like i wish there was a way to just bypass the body and just like okay here's your one two three put it on (laughs) but this really is like a pussy portal (laughs) it is it is You you have to be in your body to hear it and you have to be willing to make mistakes and you have to be willing to look foolish and break all of the rules that your mind has so this really comes down to what your moral code is and how your moral code could actually be completely opposite of what the true desire is. My moral code was like, we have a plan, we stick to it, right? We don't, we do things for us, not for a man. Well, desire had a completely different moral code than that. So, but my pussy and having a strong relationship with that with that voice and being in my body and having, you know, awesome women to point to the thing is what allowed me to actually be more willing to kind of surrender and play it out and see if maybe potentially I might be wrong and there might be something here for me. So I think it's about are you willing to be undone? Are you willing to be to have reality prove your ideas wrong? and Mm -hmm. to have who you think you are be complete, turns out you're so not like that. Turns out Mm -hmm. I so am willing to go and and follow true love and do what uh, I feel is being called of me in the moment. So what I would share to people is like, how willing are you to surrender to the unknown? And Mm -hmm. then that will point you towards maybe some blind spots where you're real, true, deep, dark, inappropriate, inconvenient desires might live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And like in that cave, in that void, in that darkness might also be the place where you find your miracle moment. I know that's been the relationship that even started this whole podcast was me really recognizing that, wow, the moments that were the most impactful in my life that um, have been more committed or more connected to desire, not pleasure, but that desire of, I love how you said it, it, just brings you to your knees. A lot of those times were times where I was just in full surrender and sometimes in rock bottom full surrender. And I just love that, that challenge and that, that invitation to anyone that's listening to just like question how willing am I to go there? Because that really is where you could connect so deeply to your deepest desires that can actually create your deepest pleasures. Like I, I hear you and um, when you're talking about your story and getting engaged and like the home and being in the mountains, like there's so much pleasure in it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it was it was a it was a portal of mystery that got me here, you know? And mystery of course is the feminine. <laughs> just mm-hmm. as desire is. It's so it's like, oh, you know, are you willing to just follow it and not know how it's going to turn out and know that you're capable within yourself to land on your feet no matter where you are, you know, that you have like a wide enough pussy, right, to hold mm-hmm however it shows up that you're not going to be victimized by it but you're gonna be you're gonna be able to eat it you're gonna be able to integrate it and ultimately your willingness to get off on however it looks Mm -hmm. is what allows that willingness to turn out to
0: be super pleasurable in the end Absolutely. And I even hear with that, it's like, have your feet grounded, have them rooted. And as you were saying that I was like feeling more of the inner masculine presence Mm. and really feeling like the strength of like my spine, the, the power, the, that focus. And so really it's like a conversation of like that full integrated space of, Like I've got myself and because I've got myself so strongly, I'm going to step so boldly into the mystery of the unknown.
1: Oh yeah. You know, being able to hold yourself is the key to all of this. And it really is. I love the word you use spine, you know, because you have to grow. We've talked about this before, right? Like growing a really beautiful spine so you can have your heart Mm -hmm. because you need Mm -hmm. both. You know, and so that groundedness, or you know, to use the word you used earlier about the rootedness in in who you are is what allows you to open to what you want.
0: Like mm, you, yeah. Totally. And I'm, I'm curious, curious how show- how does it show up for you in terms of this quest around following desire and pleasure? how does that show up for you within your business and what you're creating your masterpieces? You know, you're an author, like there's, you're not just a coach, but in, in all the aspects of business for you.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's been another initiation into business because I've worked from home since about 2015 or so being in New York. And, um, and one of the things that coaching specifically has shown me about myself is how to continuously surrender to whatever wants to show up and however the medicine wants to work me first. So with business, you know, I had come from e-commerce and different industries where it really was data-driven it really is about having a good plan in place executing on that plan even that word like executing right it's like masculine Yes, executing on the plan um and having like a very systematized approach to the marketplace Uh, but with coaching it's all about relationships right and so i had manifested a relationship and then felt this calling. And I even told my coach at the time, I was like, I'm never gonna be a coach. I mean, again, here, here goes <laughs> <laughs> my ideas of who I was. I was like, I'm not fucking coaching. Like I'm an artist, I'm a business person. Coaching and consulting, it just seems very here. This is kind of the misogynistic, right. Of like, it seems very um, messy to me, you know, holding, Mm. holding men. Like that's just so messy. Um, I don't know if I want to be a coach. And so I don't, I honestly don't even know how I stumbled into coaching. Like when I think back on it, I'm like, what was the miracle moment for coaching? Um, You know what I think it was, is I was, I was overflowing with such gratitude for the women and in my lineage who poured such spiritual wealth into me that I was Mm -hmm. like, I have to pay it forward. It's actually really selfish to not pour service to other people because so many women have invested in me. So I started coaching a little bit, more so just publishing and writing and and putting together a, um, a book. Uh, I was having a lot of girlfriends say like, what do I look for? Like, what are the actual tactical, what do I look for on a date? What do I look for when we're at, you know, boyfriend phase, lover phase, uh, engagement phase, all of that. And so I was like, oh, I'll put together a little something and, and you know, start publishing and writing about that. And had had no you know, again, I was already doing other things. And so I was like, I don't know about this coaching business. I don't know what it's going to be. But then I started getting, uh you know, my bat signal started actually bringing people in. And so I thought, oh, wow, this is interesting. People are in my DMs. I'm getting messages. There's engagement happening. Um, I would have never planned this because again, I'm not a coach. I was telling myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I loved people, and I loved relationships, and I really, most of all, I'm a sucker for connection, mm-hmm. and so the connections that were happening around people's deep, intimate, I mean, it's interesting, you look at women overseas who survived war zones and all this stuff. I was reading a great article where it was talking about in these refugee camps, the women sit around and talk about dating and who they liked on their way. And it's like, oh, wow. Even through this, even through tremendous hardships, this thread of connection and love and intimacy is present in all of us. And so I realized how much I loved that. And I wanted to be in service to intimacy and that started the whole business thing and, you know, clients and, and interestingly enough, because I had a business background, I was getting a lot of inquiries around business and personal power and relationships. So Mm -hmm. I had this idea of like, okay, once I, once I admitted I was a coach, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a love coach. The universe had completely different you know, it was like, Oh no, we're going to bring you like people who are asking about everything. And it's gonna, it's gonna fuck with you because you think that you're a niche <laughs> and that you need yeah. to be a niche when really, we just want you to be of service and to, and to expand and to be willing to hold people on whatever phase and whatever ride they're going on. So I had to really surrender to that. And it's been still a journey of being like, I'm not a niche. I'm in service. Here's what I do. Here's the outcomes that people have had in my containers, and and trusting and having faith that I would be understood because that was a big limiting belief that I had. Limiting belief that I had of, you know, people won't understand me. I'm an actor. I'm a little bit of a sorceress. I'm a magician. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a storyteller. I'm talking about love and then I'm talking about marketing and then I'm talking about, you know, intimacy. And so is this actually, are people going to clearly hear my bad signal? Um, but I had to trust again, like I did with manifesting my soulmate that like that voice would lead me. And if I just, if I just told the truth, I had to believe that telling the truth was enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Just hearing your story, hearing your dedication. And I think that desire of wanting to be understood, it, I can see how it actually relates to the whole conversation of, of desire and pleasure because it's like you, in your story, it's like, you didn't understand. It was, it was stepping into the void and you didn't understand, am I really desiring this? Do I really want to go to Colorado? Am I actually going to do it? And actually, as you started to understand yourself more, what I'm hearing is you got to then just show up as that. And people started to understand you even more connecting like bridges of the desire and pleasure of you wanting to be of service and feeling so good while in that role. And then clients really coming in and being that other side of the bridge to allow you to have that in your life and also amplifying it in theirs.
1: Yeah, yeah. It really is, especially with the feminine mystery, the unknown, desire, Mm -hmm. you really don't get to see three steps ahead. Like it's just- out and
0: yeah
1: it's more so than trusting your sight it's like trusting that like no matter what happens I I trust I have enough skills to handle what happens and if I don't then I will hone that along the way you know Mm thing it's like okay I'm in a relationship now and I'm just gonna trust that I know enough about boundaries and enough about expressing Mm -hmm. myself and asking for things and listening, being a good listener, you know, how, how much enough do you have to be to trust that you can just take at least that one step? You know, there's this Mm -hmm. thing that's really been coming up lately um, about being aligned, right? Everyone's always saying about being aligned and going back, you know, to being aligned with desire, being aligned to what you want, the the trick question that's been coming up for me and I recognize that it was a trick question is like how aligned enough do you have to be and it's Mm. wow that is a trick question because we think oh I have to be really aligned or I have to be perfectly aligned or I have to know actually especially if you have a feminine operating system Aligned is not, you know, about feeling good. It's not about no. Know- mm-hmm. it's actually not about knowing anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People have to know anything beyond step one to be aligned. You don't, you also don't need to feel good to be aligned, right? It's like, oh, the feminine yes. is super moody and, you know, turbulent and chaotic. And so it's like, oh, you can be super abundant and super open and not be in a good mood, not know what you're doing, not know the next step. <laughs> and you're still on the
0: path. And, and you so can still that, be in desire and still be in pleasure, even in those moments.
1: And still make a shit ton of money and still yes, the love of your life and still find your dreams coming true. You know, all the while to get there, you were you know, confused, distracted, moody, you know, had several breakups, didn't know what offer you wanted, had a lot of failures, you know, it can be super messy and you can mm-hmm. manifest exactly what you want. So being aligned enough or uh, knowing enough, I think it's irrelevant when it's a feminine system. You don't, you don't actually need to know anything. Totally, It's, it's actually required that, you know, a lot less than you think you should.
0: Yeah, release, let go, let go. It's yeah. not helping. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, what an amazing conversation this has been. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And yeah, what I'm really taking away from this is is being so okay with the messiness of my desires and pleasures, and knowing, and maybe this is the only knowing that I can like. To have mm-hmm. is like there's a miracle in that there mm-hmm. there's a miracle in it somewhere somehow and I may find find it soon I may find it later I may never find it but what if I just surrender to that um such beauty in the imperfection so
1: yes yeah. and, and accepting you know because with mystery it's like oh can we accept that it's all a process of discovery Right, Mm -hmm. rather than, because fear could also be excitement. So it's like, oh, I wonder how this, I wonder what's on the other side of this. I wonder who I'll meet, how much I'll make, what, what offer will work, what uh, people that I'll meet, oh, I wonder how this will turn out. So actually embracing the surprise element of the mystery Rather than, oh, I have to figure it out or I'm scared or I need to know more and I, I should research more. I should Google more. I should, you know, think about this more. No, just go on the ride and say, like, oh, what a what a how fun this could be to discover, like what miracle could be on the other side of this. This could be really
0: fun. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. Thank you, everyone that tuned in to listen to this episode. Oh, just leaving with so much juiciness and yumminess (laughs) and desire and pleasure and mystery. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. So definitely check out Emily online. We'll have um, her information connected to all the information for this episode. Um, Is there any specific way that you'd like people to... Stick, stay in touch with you or find you.
1: Yeah, on my business page is just Emily Darling. Um, you can find me there and send me a message. Let me know your big takeaways from today's episode. Say hello.
0: Yeah, tell us. We're curious. So, thanks, Emily. I will see you soon. Love. Thank you. Bless. Adios, you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out this video. Subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't yet, so you can stay up to date for new episodes coming out soon. And remember to witness and acknowledge the miracles and magic in every moment. This is Ray Ireland, and I'll see you soon.